We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in to Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane. What a win. The Lakers pick up the W against the Pelicans. Big time offensive performance. 139 points the Lakers dropped on the Pelicans. Big, big first half at 87 points at halftime. Unbelievable stuff from the Lakers offense. We saw all five starters for the Lakers go for 20 or more points unreal stuff yes the defense not so great in this one on either side but it was a fun game it was an exciting game and more importantly it was a lakers win again that final score 139 122 welcome in everybody we've got a lot a lot to talk about tonight plenty to dive into uh, so if you're joining from youtube you're joining from x you're joining over on facebook facebook welcome in also Spencer Dinwiddie in the building, sitting with Rob Palenka. Now, he went and attended the Mavs and Knicks game last night. Tonight, there he is, sitting with Rob Palenka, watching the Lakers beat the Pelicans. Where will he land? Will he become a Laker? Is Rob signing him right now? We'll see. We'll talk a bit about that as well. But impressive performance tonight from your Lakers. Let's take a quick peek at the standings. By the way, um, this is a little ridiculous. The Sacramento Kings blew out the Denver Nuggets by uh, 29 points tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Denver sat Michael Porter Jr. in this one. Uh, apparently saved their good performances just for the Lakers. So thanks so much for that, Denver. Uh, but the Lakers win this game 26-6 and for Anthony Davis on 7 of 11 shooting. He was in foul trouble most of the game. But nice performance from him. 21 for Rui Hachimura. 9 for 13 shooting. Lakers as a team shot 56% from the field. 45% from three. Rui uh, only had five rebounds, but all of his rebounds were big rebounds. Felt like he had more. 21 points and 14 assists for LeBron James. Dropping dimes in this one. Two for two from deep for LeBron as well. D'Angelo Russell. Maybe it's not just deadline D'Lo. Maybe this is just D'Lo. 30 points, 5 of 6, 6 of 13 from deep, 9 for 19 shooting overall. D'Lo kept it going. 27, maybe the quietest 27 points we've ever seen from Austin Reeves. 27 points, 4 assists, 10 for 15 shooting, 3 of 4 from 3 for Austin. Jackson Hayes chipped in with 8 boards, 6 points, and 2 steals as well. Joining me, it's Sean Davis. 
Sean, how you doing? I'm exhausted, and I'm exhausted because of all the scoring we saw. It was just so much that took a toll on us. But I'm very I, excited to uh, to break this one down with you, Trev. I feel bad for the Nets, and I'm not talking about Brooklyn because they got uh, they got some work in in this game. Both teams scoring the basketball tonight. Uh, all right, let's get into this into into this chat. Austin said, "Say what you want." But when healthy, we're truly a contender. Seven games, I like our chances. I think we can take Denver. How many games is it in a row now, Sean? The Lakers have lost to Denver going back to the playoffs last year? Seven. Yeah. I I would like to avoid Denver in the playoffs if I could, if I'm the Lakers. Um, They just seem to execute well down the stretch against the Lakers. They hit big shots. Um, But I'll say, against anybody else, I wouldn't have the Lakers as the favorite going into a series, but a healthy LeBron, a healthy AD, I think particularly it could be important if you can get Jared Vanderbilt back. If you don't get, and we don't know, that's still up in the air. If you don't get Gabe Vincent back, can you land Spencer Dinwiddie? Can you get that done? That could certainly help, but they've got a shot. They've got a I would not say they'd be the favorite. Definitely wouldn't, but I wouldn't write them off either. And part of that is out of respect to how damn good LeBron James and Anthony Davis are. Yeah, um, I, I just can't bring myself to the idea that, that you can beat Denver. As of right now, I, I, I can't do that. Um, I have too much respect for that Denver team. And uh, I, I think I think Denver has uh, – I'm sorry, I think the Lakers have, have a ways to go before they, uh, before they can be that team that's, you know, in, in the same level as Denver. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree there. But I do like the optimism. Uh, always winning. Said – he gave me the 30 that I needed. From here on in, I want 20 points a game from D'Lo. Star in your role is Rui, though. Well, we'll get to that one in just a bit. But what did you think about D'Angelo Russell in this game tonight? You know, we the fear was as soon as the trade deadline passed, suddenly D'Lo was not going to have it going anymore. He had it going tonight. He was hitting those threes. I was talking to the L.A. crowd. Looked like he was having a good time out there. What were your thoughts on his performance? Um. I thought D'Angelo Russell was was great. I think when D'Lo's being aggressive, I think that's when he's at his best. When he's a little passive and and passing down shots, he's not nearly the the dynamic and impactful player that he can be. And he takes shots every single night. That you're like, uh, yeah, that's kind of an insane shot. But he has the capability of hitting them. This team kind of needs him to hit those shots. And tonight, he was superb. The playmaking again. The 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 shot making display that we saw tonight um, from D'Angelo Russell was spectacular. Um, a great performance from D'Angelo Russell tonight. Yeah, he, he was fantastic. He was fantastic in this one. In fact, let's, let's start with a very difficult decision here. Let's just get into it. Superstar of the night. I'm really curious. What do you, who do you guys think should be superstar of the night? From this game. So fire it off uh, in the chat. Who is superstar of the night from this one on a night when all five starters scored 20 points or more? Who gets the superstar of the night? Uh, Sean, who are you going with for, for superstar of the night in this one? Oh, man. Chat, I need some I need some help. Help me out here. I'm getting I'm seeing a wall of D'Lo right now in the, in the chat. I am too. I, I'm seeing a few bronze. 
I don't know. I didn't love this is super nitpicky, but I didn't love Braun's energy to start the third. Okay. And that kind of took me out of the game with Braun. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm gonna stay with D Lo. Okay. Um, I think D Lo again, the shot making uh, was on full display. If D Lo plays like this and you get the 20 points per game that that last super chat kind of was talking about. Mm-hmm. Then, oh my gosh, then you can kind of have some of the conversations that some people were just having about like the playoffs and Denver and yada, yada, yada. So I'm going to go D-Lo for tonight. I think D-Lo, best offensive player on the floor tonight. So give me D'Angelo Russell, superstar of the night. So I'm I'm also going to go D-Lo, but here's here's why. And we've this is something that we started talking about a few weeks ago. Um, we've talked about LeBron James being the sort of, the energy setter for the Lakers. He's the guy that everybody else follows in terms of energy. But the next guy, like when LeBron is fired up, everybody else gets going. When when LeBron's making closeouts defensively, everybody else does the same thing, right? But the next guy in line is D'Lo in terms of providing energy to this team. When D'Lo's fired up, when he's on a heater, it's contagious. And D'Lo had that tonight. And you could see other guys getting going too. Delo's hitting shots. He's got the swagger. He's talking to the crowd. That gets the rest of the team going. So I know we could say Anthony Davis makes a bigger defensive impact by far. Not close. I think Anthony Davis is the best defensive player in the NBA. But D'Angelo Russell, what he provided this team tonight, not just with the points that he scored, but also with that infectious energy that he brought. I think for that, he gets superstar of, of the night uh, for me in a game when you could pick a lot of people. For this one, you could pick LeBron, you could pick AD, you could pick Austin, who had a, a very quiet, very efficient 27 points himself. So I'm going to go D'Angelo Russell, though, because I think he was the guy that really set the tone when it came to the energy for this team. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's see what else we've got. Uh, we've got here in the chat. And of course, we'll be keeping an eye on things to see if there's any kind of news in, in any direction on Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, who's sitting there with Rob Palenka. And I'm sure we're going to get some chat questions about uh, about him. Uh, Jay Delgado said that was all-star game level defense. Well, especially once AD picked up a few quick fouls. Um, AD couldn't really defend anymore. And the Pelicans defense was not good either. So, yeah, I mean, maybe this was just a tune-up for the all-star game for, for LeBron and AD because there was, there was no defense being played out there. Yeah. I mean... I forget if it was you or me, but man, that was, it was almost weirdly fun to see just like some of the level of shot making. Like they were trying still, so it wasn't quite like all-star level defense, obviously, but um, give both teams credit offensively. Mm -hmm. I thought Brandon Ingram made some tough shots. CJ McCollum is such a like underrated scorer, I feel. Um D'Lo with his shot making like this was a fun offensive game where I honestly I think the defense was more or less bad because of the shot making than the effort if that makes sense I think that's the difference between the all-star game and like what we saw tonight sure yeah the shot making was incredible there was a point where I want to say it was 71 72 percent both teams were shooting that well like it, it was crazy and was it made this a very fun, very, very exciting game. Was it 74? Lakers, yeah, like the Lakers score like 51 points in the second quarter. I don't think they missed a three in the second quarter. They might have actually, I think they missed like two. Like it, insane stuff. 
it was something absurd, just absolutely absurd like that. Uh, Andrew said, man, D'Lo, I'm praying this is the D'Lo we have for the rest of the season. Much better Rui game today. It was moving off the ball really well. Very important win tonight. So I, I can tell you this. It, it won't be. It won't be the D'Lo you're going to have for the rest of the season. He will have cold games too. That's going to happen. Uh, the hope is that you get something close to this more often than not. But he'll have cold games. That, that that's, not, that's not even just a D'Lo thing. That's a high volume three point shooter thing that that happens you're going to get that the the pendulum will swing you'll get some cold games too but uh but man i don't know if there is a laker that is more fun than d'angelo russell when he's on a heater thank you i feel like i feel like only a laker fan understands what we mean when we say that like when we say like if you say that to any other fan like most fun, like duh, it's fun when somebody is like playing good, like sure, right? But like you see the like joy, like the Danza Russell plays with, and it's infectious. Mm -hmm. That's why, and I mean, I'm I'm I highly doubt people are gonna enjoy me um, bringing this guy up, but that's why, I like, when Steph gets going, Stephen Curry, when he gets going. It's so fun to watch because he, you just see the joy and the passion like exude off to your, off the screen. And then that's D'Angelo Russell. Like when D'Lo was hitting those threes tonight, especially after he, like the, uh, again, second quarter, we had hit like two, three, four in a row. And he's starting to get, he's starting to talk to the crowd and he's starting to, to get fired up. You're like, man, this is just fun to watch. Um, D'Lo's, D'Lo's fun when he's, when he's playing well. Um, and, he, and he's playing with this confidence and aggression, and that's what needs to continue to, to happen going forward. Just the aggression. I agree. I agree. Koa said they pretty much announced Dinwiddie is a Laker. I wouldn't go that far. If that if it happens, great. But keep in mind the Mavs can pay more. Uh, I believe they still have their taxpayer mid level. That's how they'll pay him more than what the Lakers can. Um, the Mavs also need another guard that they can put there did when he has experience playing with the Mavs. So, I mean, at this point, it seems like most people out there that aren't on the Lakers side of the Mavs side, feel like he's going to wind up going to the Mavs. Um, I, I know I've heard this, you know, I heard this last night that it was down to the Lakers and the Mavs. He's going to the Mavs or to the Lakers. Is it possible? Another team swoops in at the last minute? Probably, but I, I think he's going to go to, the Mavs or, or the Lakers. I still st stand with that. Um, the Lakers, though, feel confident that that they can do it. We'll see. We'll see. Does he is Spencer? Is he is he back there right now with Rob in the offices signing, or is he going to take time and think about it? And they, and remember, he can get paid more by going to the Mavs. That usually that winds up being being a pretty important tiebreaker. Where can you make the most money? So um, yeah. We'll see where the where this goes, but uh, right now the Lakers seem confident they can still land him, but the Mavs can offer like a lot more money. So that's something you got to fa factor in here. Yeah, like like like, like Trevor said, there is uh there is really really high optimism internally from the Lakers that they can get this done with Spencer Dinwiddie. So what what would Spencer Dinwiddie bring? What would you like about about that side? I do think I think he's the best guy out there right now on the buyout market. What would he bring to the team? Let's see here. I feel like my knowledge about Spencer Dinwiddie is, and maybe I'm like second guessing myself. It's like less than what it probably is. 
Um, you're getting a, a guy that can create and, and hit some shots. He's had a he's had a down year this season. Um, so I'm gonna go back to last season, right? But he is a he's another guard that can create that can play make at a decent level for you. Last season when he got traded to Brooklyn, he was an insane isolation scorer. And that's mm-hmm. definitely like the first thing that kind of pops off to my head is his ability to create in one-on-one situations and create a, out of a, out of ball screens as well. Um, when he was with Dallas, he was, oh my God, like if you somehow got Dallas Spencer Dinwiddie from last year, we're, you're cooking, man. Trevor, in all of his scoring possessions on ISO, pick and roll, and spot up, scoring possessions per synergy or made shot, missed shot, foul, turnover, he had... He was scoring at at least one point per possession in both and all of isolation, pick and roll ball handler, spot up and transition play type. So all four of those categories, he was super efficient in for Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we go to Brooklyn, the numbers are a little bit different. He was still the, an elite ISO scorer. So you're taking a gamble on that. This season, like I said, hasn't been nearly the the uh, pick and roll ball handler scorer in transition, but. He's still a really, really good uh, spot-up guy, actually. I know the like counting numbers aren't great, but on spot-up threes this season in the regular season for Brooklyn, 41.7% on spot-up threes for what it's worth. So that's really, really interesting. Um, Trevor, I'll hop on a pod with you this weekend, and I'll dive into some numbers. I have a, I have a, I have a better understanding of Spencer Dinwiddie as a player. Yeah, especially if he if he does get get signed here by the Lakers, Luffy said, hey, "Trevor, you're so pessimistic, man." Did he say because something I because because I talked about the Mavs being able to spend more uh, on Dinwiddie than than the Lakers do. First of all, it's very rare that I get get called pessimistic. Um, so I'll take that just to kind of balance balance me out a little bit. I am not trying to be. I hope the Lakers land him. And like I said, within the Lakers, there is optimism that they're that they're going to get it done. I just don't want to be coming on here saying, hey, the Lakers are definitely going to get them. It's going to happen. No question. And I think the Mavs are a very credible threat to sign him. That's all. I just want to want to make sure I, I, I give it to you straight here and, and don't just say, oh, yeah, the Lakers are getting him. No problem. When that's that's not necessarily the case. This is a real decision that he's going to have to make. I hope he picks the Lakers. I think he'd be a nice fit. But. But yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to be pessimistic at all. I very much hope he winds up with the Lakers. I'm not gonna read that. Yeah, we we, we can keep we can keep the program rolling. <laughs> Tyler said if that starting five plays like this consistently, we can beat anybody. Well, yeah, I mean you shoot 46% for three, you can definitely beat anybody. Uh if Dilo keeps playing like this, he's an all-star, no question, and he's our third guy. Um uh oh, forget Donovan if this continues, big win. Let's calm down. <laughs> yeah, let's let's let's, let, let's pump the brakes a little a little bit there. Donovan Mitchell is a legit, true, like no question, locked in all star. Um, yeah, I, he's another level. But but when you talk about D'Angelo Russell, he has been the Lakers' third best player over the last what would we say now? Probably month that he's been the the Lakers' third best player, and that and we saw that again tonight. Um. He's been fantastic, and it's a it's a lot of fun to watch, and I hope he keeps it up because he's he's been great, and this is what the Lakers need is they need a third guy that can really get going. Although tonight, they had a third guy, they had a fourth guy, 
They had a fifth guy all really get going with Rui, Austin, D'Lo, LeBron, and AD, and that that made this a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that's kind of been the the frustrating part for me this season, and maybe we're kind of starting to get it now finally, is we haven't gotten Austin and D'Lo playing well at the same time. At the beginning of the year, uh, first month or so, Austin kind of struggled, but you know we had we had D'Lo, right? Then D'Lo has that really, really rough stretch. I want to say it was December, and then Austin kind of picks it back up. And then January, Austin kind of like dies off again. D'Lo picks it back up. And a large reason for that is because Austin Reeves was really falling off as a off-the-ball floor spacer, which is why the D'Lo-Austin thing really worked last year is because you were able to play Austin off the ball and – um and still get good quality out of him, and you're utilizing D'Lo still in a way that's impactful for him. On the season now, Austin's catch-and-shoot three-point shooting, this is not included tonight as of right now. He's at 36.2% on catch-and-shoot threes. Like, I don't care about the regular number. I don't. I need that number to keep going up. The more and more Austin can get uh, back to, like, the 38% range on catch-and-shoot threes, the more and more, and it's going to go up a little bit higher after tonight's game because he was great tonight. Um, the more the D'Lo Austin thing can get close to what they were at last year at their peak. So that's really, really it's frustrating in one way, but I think there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's something to be optimistic about with the D'Lo Austin pairing as it revolves around this season. Yeah, and you got and you got a good game out of out of both these guys tonight. That's that's all you can ask for. Uh, from them. All right, let's. Uh, Bobby says Pelicans. That's right. That's right. Uh, this is a question that that came up during our live shows over on Playback as well as here on the YouTube channel. Uh, the question was: Stephen asked, with a fully healthy squad, how far can the Lakers go? How good can this Lakers team actually be? Um, I know. I before know. we talked a little bit about Denver, but let's say the Lakers don't run into Denver in the postseason. So you get an ideal draw in the postseason. How far can this team go? Um, I mean, honestly, truthfully, my answer is I don't know. And take that how you will, right? Um, I will say this. You said this earlier. I've said this on recent shows as well. I feel fairly fine against every team in the West not named Denver. Like, I think you have a shot mm-hmm. against everybody except Denver as of right now. Um like, I mean, I probably don't want to face, like, the Clippers in the first round, right? Obviously, but second round, conference finals, I mean, I mean, at that point, you kind of just, you know, deal with the cards that you have. But I think I botched that saying. But um, I think you look one through eight in the West, and, the yeah, the only team where I'm like, yeah, I, I just don't see it, it's Denver. I think, I think you can beat Minnesota. I think you can beat OKC. I personally think if you can somehow get Bando back, I think you can beat Phoenix. Same with like a Dallas. I think Sacramento, regardless, same with New Orleans, you could beat them. So um, if you're healthy, fully healthy squad, like the Super Chat says, you can beat anybody, but you can also lose to anybody. And that's why I said I just don't know with this team. And and that's a good point. You can also lose to anybody because – and that really goes with the theme of this season so far, which has been Jekyll and Hyde. You just never know what you're going to get out of this Lakers team. If they play the way they played in the in-season tournament, if they play the way they played tonight, 
You could be just about anybody. You could also get destroyed by just about any of these teams too. And we've seen games where they just they don't seem to have it. Um, so it, it's hard to say exactly where this team can go. I think we've seen their ceiling, and it's pretty good. We've also seen the floor though, and it's and, and it's not so fun. So yeah, that's not not ideal with this this Jekyll and Hyde season the Lakers have gotten. Uh, again, makes it hard to say exactly what this team's going to be in the postseason, folks. We will uh, give a quick shout out here to our our sponsor. We're going to make a few quick picks here on Sleeper. Once again, everybody, if you've been joining the show for a while, you've been seeing our Sleeper picks. You can play right along with us. Download the Sleeper app. Use that promo code Lakers Nation. You can get a deposit match of up to five hundred dollars. Sean, let's make some real quick picks here, and the chat is going to help us out. Uh, we'll do a couple here. Uh, let's st- let's go with Luca. Let's go to the Mavs. They're playing OKC. Uh, let's go, Luca. Fifty-two and a half points, rebounds, and assists. What do we think? Again, it's OKC. I think it's going to be high scoring. Um, I, I I think over. I think that's a lot though. But I think I think we. Where, where is he? He's gone over that three in his last four. I think I, we, I'm going more. Yeah, or let's go more. Yep, sorry, more. I'm going more. Okay, on the other side of the ball, Shea Gildas Alexander. Uh, let's go 31 and a half points, 31 and a half points. Let's, let's go with his PRA though. His points, rebounds and assists, 44 and a half, 44 and a half. And SGA has done that twice in his last four and he's come close. He's, he's been right on that line. That's a tough line right there. Yeah. Um, again, kind of same reasoning. I think we can take the more. Take take more. He gets more than 44 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Mama mentality also says more in the chat. So we're gonna go with that one. And last one we're gonna do here. Let's go. Let's have some fun. Let's go, Wemby. Victor Wembanyama against Brooklyn. Uh just make this simple. Does he get a double double? Ten points, ten rebounds. He has yes. done it in three of his last four. Yes. I'm going to say yes. We'll go more. All right. There's our entry over on the Sleeper app. A $20 entry would give you a 4.57x multiplier. We get you a $91.40 payout. Again, guys, go check out the Sleeper app. You can download it. You can scan the QR code right there on the screen. Go check out that Sleeper app. Use our promo code Lakers Nation. Great sponsor for the show. All right. For what it's worth. Yes. For what it's worth. Spencer Dinwiddie and Rob Palenka. This is per editor extraordinaire Daniel Starkin at the arena. They are currently outside the locker room right now. So okay. for what it's worth. All right. So in other words, they are not signing paperwork right now. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> that is not happening. Um, Mixmaster Mike says Lakers win on the second night of a back-to-back and D'Lo and Austin Reeves have good games at the same time. How rare is that? I it think we both rare. marked this as a schedule loss, right? Uh, we both had it as a as a difficult game, for sure. Yeah. Uh, second night of a back-to-back, especially a game that the Lakers were, you know, it was a pretty emotional game last night. It was a game that went all the way through. You know, you, it's not like you got to rest, guys, because it was a blowout one way or another. So this was a really, really solid performance against a Pelicans team that's been really good. I mean, they just beat the Clippers the other night. 
Um, was good to see the Lakers kind of step up. You know, the Pelicans are another team where if the Lakers wound up, say, matched up with them in like the play-in or something, I'd feel pretty good about that. Yeah. I feel I feel good about the Pelicans matchup. I'm telling you, man, like the only two teams where I'm like, eh, I just don't know. If you if you face Denver, obviously, and then even though you've gotten the better of them uh, quite a bit this year, I, I still don't love a Clippers matchup, especially if Vando's out, right? Mm-hmm. But I kind of like my chances. I still I still like like my chances. I think a Clippers matchup would be later on in the playoffs. Um, I, I like my chances against anybody with LeBron and AD healthy. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to look, I'm not going to bet against LeBron and AD, right? Yeah. Uh, Denver will be a tough matchup. I wouldn't have them as the favorite in a lot of matchups, but do they have a shot? Sure. They could yeah. have a shot. They, they definitely could. Um, folks, we're at, we're searching for, we're trying to get to 1,200 likes in this one. We're getting there. We're about halfway there. So if you have not done so yet, hit that like button. There's uh, about 4,500 of you that are watching this right now. So hit that like button, smash it, and let's go. Uh, I'm too much of a big picture guy. I know we're not a true chip threat. Uh, We'll be a young and tier two teams. Oh, we'll be with the younger teams, the tier two teams, but the real contenders who actually put pressure on us to execute, we don't have it and never will. I think the difference when you're talking about the the, the top tier teams and the tier two teams, I think you saw it last night um, with the way that the Denver Nuggets, if you noticed, just about every time the Lakers made a mistake, the Nuggets punished the Lakers for it. And that's something that the best teams in the NBA do. Those top tier teams, they recognize that you made a mistake and they take advantage of it. Not every team will do that. Uh, that is a big differentiator between those Tier 1, Tier 2 teams. The Tier 1 teams that you're talking about, they know where they're going to get their shots at. They know what they're going to sure. do late in games. They know how they're going to execute, how they're going to score. And you're right. That is, uh, I don't think the Lakers are on that level right now. The mm-hmm. question is, what can you do just getting LeBron and AD there? Can they yeah. bring you up with their excellence to another level come playoff time. That's what you're hoping for if you're the Lakers. You're not hoping that, hey, we're suddenly going to become a top-tier club and go on this crazy run. It'd be great if it happens. But realistically, this team, it's about getting LeBron and AD D there and saying, hey, go do your thing, go be stars, and we've if we have enough other, uh, other guys who step up, then maybe we can make some noise. Okay, two things. One, this is very random, but I don't think i've ever noticed this i'm assuming it's new because if it's not new i'm gonna feel real silly the black mamba number eight kobe jersey in your background is freaking awesome i just like geeked out over here listening to you i I, I put that up the other day when they announced that they that uh they were gonna they were gonna wear that that jersey uh last night um and then the second thing this is now back related to the to the super chat I think there are way less tier one teams than people actually think. Like personally, I do not consider Minnesota a tier one team. I think Minnesota has very clear and obvious flaws, especially in crunch time. And I I think that's why, that's why Denver is a tier one team. And that's why I think Denver is still the best team in the NBA. Because like you said, that's why I'm so scared of a Denver matchup. I don't even want to use the word scared, but you get what I'm saying. Because 
you have to beat Denver by 10 to beat them by one. And I think we all know what I mean by that, right? Like, mm-hmm. if it's any amount of close in the fourth quarter with four minutes left, Denver has two dudes that can go unconscious and just hit any shot no matter how good the defense is. We've seen it for, what, six straight games, a conference finals, and then the two regular season games this year. And then even if they you just shut all that down, they have offense to where they could just say, okay, cool. We're not going to play through Jokic and Murray. We'll just run our actual offense, and we're going to get open shot, open shot, open shot. We'll just execute you to death. So in in the half court, so that's really frustrating. And you look at the landscape of the West, and I'm like, how many teams can really, really do that, right? And Minnesota is not one of them. I think that really what separates, in my opinion, at least a tier one team having that like next level ability to just execute and consistently close out games in high-pressure situations. That's why Denver's a Tier 1. I don't view Minnesota as a Tier 1 team. I think Minnesota has some flaws. I think a lot of these teams are pretty flawed, regardless of how good they are. Okay. Yeah, um, you know, I'll I'll say I think Denver is a very, very good, very talented team. They are the Brett, the Hitman hearts of the NBA, the excellence of execution. They just seem to execute down the stretch. But uh, I do think, Minnesota can give them them a run. I think OKC can give them. I think there's some teams that can give them a run, especially Minnesota would, would be able to get it done defensively. That's how they would uh, try to force Denver into some mistakes. And would Denver's offense just hit ridiculous shots anyway? Probably. I would not pick Probably. Minnesota to win the series, but I think they could make Denver sweat a little bit uh, at least. Uh, Mission 86 said, told you we'd win tonight. Now again, really again. If these Lakers love me like I love them, they can't lose to my boss's boss's Pistons. Let's go Lakers. So the Lakers now, Sean, I'm. this has been a busy week. This has been an exhausting week with the trade deadline and everything else, yeah. the Kobe statue unveiling, all that stuff. We now have three days with no Lakers games. Lakers have three days in a row with no game. They don't play again until Tuesday. Um, this is a rare break in the schedule for them. Play, they rest up, heal up. And yes, you cannot lose to the Pistons on Tuesday. Dang it. That means we have to wait for we have to wait three days for the next Hey Darwin video. It's like the highlight of my day. I know. I was so I had so much going on the last two days. I haven't even I hadn't even done one for the last two games. Um, but yes, but that gives me plenty of time to plan. There we go. Can't yeah. wait. That's right. That's right. That's coming. Uh, Hello World said to all the people that switched up on D'Lo, Austin Reeves, and Rui last night, stay there. When those two get a chance to handle the ball uh, and Rui uh, isn't shoved into the corner the whole game, this is their potential. I'm not a fan of this take. Okay. I'll I'll be short, rather. One, I think D'Lo and Austin had the same amount of on-ball opportunities that they normally do, especially, like, over the past month. Like, there isn't, like, a difference in what we saw tonight from D'Lo and Austin than what we've seen for, like, the past month with those two in terms of on-ball opportunities. And then Rui, what do you expect him to do? Like, the cutting and stuff is more so just him being a basketball player and saying, oh, crap, I'm like 6'9". It can finish a little bit. Let me cut my butt to the freaking paint. Um, if you want Rui to like to go create one-on-one more, that's not really putting the, the, the team in a position to be successful. Uh, and that's why I, everybody was clamoring for, for the Lakers to run more sets for Rui. I'm like, eh, not really. I'm not the biggest fan of that because – 
he's not this great separator or not even great separator, this great uh sub creator or he, as good I think people think he is, right? Because he can hit team, a pull up jumper, right? He can create that, right. but that's but that's his that's about the extent of his creation ability. Exactly. Or like if you have a small on him, you can attack that way. Let him play one on one there. But to the point where we're saying, oh, hey, Ruby, go create six times a, ge- a game one on one against another six, eight wing. That's probably not going to end so well for you. Right. So I don't know. I'm personally not a, the biggest fan of this take. OK, I, and that's fair. I I don't I think Ruby can be utilized better than he has been for much of the season. Um. But I also think some of it was on we saw a more aggressive Rui. We saw a more physical Rui in this game than we did last game. And he was largely invisible last night against the Nuggets. This game, uh, you know, I I was surprised when I looked at the stat sheet and saw Rui only had five rebounds because all of his rebounds were very noticeable. All of his rebounds were very big, very physical rebounds, rebounds that you went, oh, wow, that was a big rebound the Lakers needed in that moment. Um, so that was good to see out of him. This was, a, this was a big step forward game from him. Now, again, the whole, the word for this team consistency, can you get this out of, out of him on a consistent basis? That of course is going to be the, the question. Um, let's go purple Prince. Every Lakers starter had 20 or more points and Hayes has become very playable lately. Lately, by the way, we're getting a star in your role next. So boy, uh, thought for the future, never, ever sign a guard from the Miami heat again. <laughs> that. Okay, no joke. That's literally starting to become a thing around the NBA. Like, don't sign players from the Heat because they tend to not. Now, Max Struess might be the the exception, but they tend to not do whatever it was they did for Miami outside of Miami's system. So that's really starting to become a strategy in the NBA. And of course, the Lakers are are sort of the the cautious uh, example of that, uh, the cautionary tale here because of Kendrick Nunn and now here with Gabe Vincent. They tried to move Gabe Vincent. They tried attaching draft capital to Gabe Vincent, and nobody was taking on extra salary. I think that's that's a big part of where the Lakers' trade deadline unraveled was I think they, they miscalculated in terms of how many teams were going to be dead set on not taking on any future salary. Anybody who had a salary longer than this, than this year, a lot of teams didn't want. Um, and especially Gabe Vincent, teams were not interested in taking on the final two years on his deal without knowing what's going on with his knee and if he's going to be able to come back and be okay or, or what's going to happen there. So, um, yeah, all of that I know was a lot. But, Sean, why don't you tell me about ja- about Jackson Hayes? He's suddenly become playable. For a while there, he looked unplayable. What's the big change there? I think he's done a, a way better job of defending without fouling on the defensive end of the floor. And I think offensively, he's used his his gravity as a, as a role man, as a dump-off cutter really, really nicely. There was a play um, earlier in the game. I forget what quarter, but I want to say it was a pick-and-roll. They blitzed LeBron, or it might have been D'Lo, 80 short-rolled. 80 tries to drive. He takes a dribble, and Jackson Hayes' man steps up. So 80 has to stop to avoid like drawing a charge or creating a charge or whatever. Easy dump-off. Jackson Hayes finishes at the rim. like. Stuff like that, where he's being utilized really, really nicely on both ends of the floor. Um, I think you're starting to see more positive performances from him. And again, the defending without fouling has been a big thing. He hasn't had a, a moving screen or a legal screen in, in a little while as well, which I think is big for, for him offensively, keeping him on the floor. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I would like if the Lakers stopped using him in drop coverage too. I've been 
begging for that since like the season began. But um, I, I think he plays like this. You have two guys that while neither one's been really consistent, you have two that you can kind of like alternate between, which I still, which kind of makes up one backup big in all honesty. Between Christian Wood and Jackson Hayes, you have one basketball player. Basically. Yeah, one, basically. Yeah. But he's been he's been great. The energy has been great from Jackson Hayes. And and I think the the game has become a bit more. I mean, the game can be simple in this role. Just catch, finish at the rim, make energy on energy on the boards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's all you're looking for uh from him. All right, let's do it. This is gonna be difficult and in a good way. This is a good problem to have. But star in your role. Chat, who should get it? Let's go. Star in your role. Who is the star in your role tonight? I mean, my goodness, again, five starters, 20 points or more. Uh, you got 21 and five out of Rui. You got 27 and four on three of four and 10 of 15 shooting for Austin, but it was maybe the quietest 27 points I've ever seen, which is crazy. Uh, you got... 30 out of deal. Well, D'Lo already got the superstar of the night. 21 and 14 for LeBron. 20 and 6 and 6 for AD. Who's getting the star in your role in this one? Um, For me, it's pretty easily Austin Reeves. I think and this goes back. This kind of ties into my superstar of the night with D'Lo too and talking about their uh, their playability together offensively. Because I think Reeves being able to, to, to hit these these spot up threes and play off the ball and have a quiet 27 points in air quotes. Um, I think it's really, really important for this team's success long-term and the ability for him to play next to, to D'Lo and play next to Braun consistently mm-hmm. because for those, for a good stretch, like Austin was basically only really, really good with the ball was in his hands a ton now. And the, the, the numbers have been updated to include tonight's game. Now Austin's up to almost 37% on catch-and-shoot looks, and he's back up finally to 40% on uncontested catch-and-shoot looks. So, like, more of this. Austin, the better he gets at getting back to, like, last year numbers on catch-and-shoot threes is going to be really, really important because he is legitimately one of the better finishing guards at the rim. Doesn't get there a ton. But he finishes at a 68% clip at the rim, which is incredible, right? The mid-range jumper, we obviously know about that. He's shooting 49% on mid-range twos this season, which is ridiculous, right? So getting back to this ability to be able to hit spot up, catch and shoot threes, and that you still have the other stuff is so important for me. So uh, give me uh, Austin Reese in my starting role. Great pick. Great pick. Since you went Austin... I'm seeing a lot of people that have gone Rui. I will will uh, sing Rui's praises here. 21 points, five boards for Rui Hunchmura. Had a block. It was a pretty big block. Nine of 13 shooting. I like the cutting in this game. He had the really nice pump fake on Zion Williamson that sent him flying. Two of five from deep. This is what you need from Rui Hunchmura. Get some points. Grab some boards. Be smart about it. Efficient offense. I thought this was a much better, much more active game out of Rui Hachimura. And with Jared Vanderbilt, with his return up in the air, this is what you need from him. Again, on a more consistent basis, you need simply more. Essentially, what the Lakers need as a team, as a team, team-wide, they need players to play up to their contracts. That I mean, that, it, it really is that simple. You need 
the guys that have not lived up to their expectations this season to do so. And Rui was one of those guys. Um, Rui has had a nice game. Hopefully this is something that continues and this is something you can get out of him more often because they do need him. They need his production on this team. This was a good game for him. And hopefully this is a step forward. Hopefully this is a step into him being a little bit more comfortable in that starting five because I do think that unless we get... Fingers crossed, no more injuries. I think he is going to be in the starting five uh, for a while here. Absolutely no way they really asked LeBron and AD about Spencer Dinwiddie. They, they're not going to say anything about it. They might. What What did they say? What was their response? I, I would guess they said something positive about him or they just didn't answer at all. Yeah, so LeBron on what Spencer Dinwiddie could add to the Lakers playmaking, another ball handler, another shot maker. And then Anthony Davis, a little bit more detailed on Spencer Dinwiddie. He's a big, he's a big dog, shot maker, playmaker. We saw what you do with Dallas, making plays with them. He's a well-established player and vet in this league. Okay. Well, hope they get him. Hope they get him. All right. Let me get back to some of your questions and comments. We do have the master lock of the night coming up. So think about it. What was your most annoying thing from this game. We're going to get to that in just a bit. Maddie James said, so is Spencer a Laker or what? Uh, also, the refs seem to love blowing the whistle for BI, every little thing, yet our guys get beat up and nothing. I didn't think, like, this was such an, an uh, a game of offensive firepower. I, I can't complain about the officials in this game. I was shocked the Lakers won that challenge that they did. I oh, still yeah. think it's it's like... It just who knows what the refs are going to decide when you challenge something. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't complain too much about the refs in this one, obviously. But is Spencer a Laker? I would imagine we'll probably know in the next 24 hours. Or so. Yeah. Actually, I, 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 I know when we, I know when we're going to know. We're going to know tomorrow night. After I'm finally going out for my birthday. So we're going to know tomorrow night. When I'm like three margaritas in, that's that's when we're gonna find out. Because that's what they do to me. I'll stay up and I'll cover it for you. You're good. Go ahead and 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 have a fourth margarita. Oh, that that would be a very very fun news report. <laughs> that that would be a good time. I am Trevor Lane here live from. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll just be smiling. I'll just so be Spencer smiling. Dinwiddie. <laughs> is is a laker um yeah that would be a good time in fact i would even i would just go live from the restaurant there that would be a good time be a good time uh, live from the restaurant is insane didn't uh actually i think wasn't that danny green who officially announced he was joining the lakers like from a restaurant he was out and he got the news that Kawhi picked the clippers and so he went cool i'm a lake because it was all contingent upon that yeah i'm pretty sure that i'd have to dig back and look but i'm pretty sure, sure there was something along those lines uh, Mamba mentality says Lakers win all five starters over 20 points. Rob with Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie today was a good Friday. LFG. Yeah. It I was mean, a really good Friday. It was. It was. It was a good day. It's a good day. Uh, cautiously optimistic with this group. If we get healthy, we can beat anybody. Spencer would be a dope pickup and could really help us out. Go Lakers. Chat, please stop spamming. That's not the right way to go about it. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Trev. No problem. Um, but 
I don't disagree with anything that, that was said here. Cautiously optimistic, right? Yeah. yeah. I think I think I think that's fair. Because there's gonna there's gonna be down games too, right? There's gonna be down games where the Lakers won't look good. And we've seen it. We, we were there last night, right? Where everybody was frustrated and upset and season's over and all that. We're going to ride that roller coaster still. We're going to ride that roller coaster. Uh, Mark said, D'Lo, where were you last night against the champs? Great win. Would have been nice to see him going, uh, doing this to Denver on a night honoring the Mamba. Also, gee, I wonder where Dinwiddie is going. Against either the Mavs or the Lakers for for Dinwiddie, from what we understand, hopefully it's the Lakers. But uh, it, does it bother you at all that D'Lo didn't play last night? Like, if you could pick, I I do wonder if they said, "Hey, with his knee thing, we're going to play you in one of these two games." Should he have picked the game against Denver to play? If that was even a choice, I don't know if it was. Maybe they said, "No, you really do need another day." But if he had the choice, should he have played against Denver? If he had the choice, should he have played Denver? Sure. Um. I just refuse to think that like a professional athlete was like, oh yeah, no, I don't, I, I don't want to play a, a a basketball game. So like, I'm not mad. It, it sucked that D'Lo didn't play last night. Sure, I think D'Lo could have really helped last night with his shot making and his playmate. I mean, obviously, there's just a different like rhythm and flow that this Lakers offense has, and there's a, a different ceiling they can have by having D'Lo out there if he's playing well. And you weren't able to get to that last night against Denver, but I'm not going to say he was ducking smoke or whatever, yada yada. Like it, it sucks they didn't play. Happy played tonight and he balled out. You got another opportunity against Denver first game of March. So at, at the go. at the crypto.com arena too. So you know we'll we'll see him again. We'll see him one more time. D'Lo be ready for that one. All right, uh, D'Lo uh, tune up was Freon from Alaska. <laughs> Remember the whole team tune up thing that Darwin said? <laughs> I forgot he did say tune up. Will Darwin stop referring to his players like to cars? Like, please. Right. Oh, Darwin. Uh, Joseph said on my tombstone, it will read problems caused by being a fan of the 23 24 Lakers. <laughs> Master Lock Darwin not using a timeout sooner in the third. We've moved away from five out, more balanced starting five. Let's focus on that. Do you think they've really moved? Away from the five out? If anything, they've leaned into it more. Like they 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 run a a but now with Jackson Hayes, they'll make it more of a blended four out one in sure. five out, but they're running five out. Like I want to say last time I checked, it was like 70% of their half court possessions, whether it's a set or a freelance or anything, are based out of five out. So yeah, like they're they're running five out at a pretty high rate for for context. Last season they ran five out at like a twenty five percent rate, if I recall correctly. So they're they're most definitely still running five out. Okay, so that's that's still a thing for the for this Lakers team, but it does feel like they're taking some steps forward on the offensive end. It's yeah. looked it's looked better, a um, little bit more consistent. Maybe. They still go through droughts, but oh yeah, it feels like there's less of them lately. I hate it. Was it was it, was it the start of the fourth that I hated? It, it, it was a stretch in the second half that just felt dreadful offensively. But again, it's like when this team runs organized offense, they're genuinely like a really good team offensively, right? Like you go back since like 
Christmas Day, post-Christmas Day. This is a top 12 offense and offensive – not offensive rating, excuse me, in, in uh, true shooting percentage and effective field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. Now you look at offensive rating, they're like 16 or maybe it's 18th or something along those lines. But that's because this team sucks at taking care of the ball and this team isn't a good offensive rebounding team. So they're not generating extra possessions. But when the Lakers get a shot up since Christmas, when they get a shot up, they're a really good offense. And it's because they've, they've since then have ran way more organized offense. Organized offense just keeps everybody in a rhythm, keeps everybody in the flow. They know what's going on, and you get the best quality shot possible. Um, folks, we are, it looks like on my end, 16 likes away from 1,200. So smash that like button. That was the goal I set for this one was to get there. Smash that like button for us. Do appreciate that. All right, everybody, let's get into your favorite segment of the night. What was the most annoying thing from this game? Put it in the chat. Master lock it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. The master lock of the night. What are you going to master lock from this game? There it is. Already, Dylan Brooks getting master locked. <laughs> he was not in this game. Does not matter. Dylan Brooks always gets the master lock on the LakersNation.com podcast. Um, Sean, what, what are you going to master lock from this game? From a game that overall was pretty fun, pretty enjoyable. What, what are we master locking here? 
What are we master locking? Um, okay. I know, I know I'm going to master lock. It, he tech, I, I thought he played just fine tonight, but I'm master locking him because he like ruined two highlights for himself. Skylar Mays, only because oh. he fried Zion and just misses the wide open layup where he honestly should have just dumped it down to, um, to, uh, Jackson Hayes for a wide open dunk, mm-hmm. and then Bro tried to throw a no look lob to get Jackson Hayes. It was not. It was. Uh, it was a pretty good attempt at a lob. There, I I was impressed. Like think about it. You're Skyler Mays. You're trying to. You're trying to secure a spot in the league, and you're throwing no look lobs to Jackson Hayes like that. That that takes some cojones there to do that. Takes a it takes a real confidence to throw a no look lob to the Jackson A's of all people. But I think that shows y'all how much of a fun game that was in general, man. Like that's the bet. I mean, I guess defense, but I think you do that for both sides. But Skylar Mays, but not getting two highlights. That's fair. That's fair. Rob this of a couple of great highlights there. I like that. Um, you know, you know I'm seeing a lot of people in the chat are saying defense. Of course, Dylan Brooks. Um, there's oh, Master Lock Torian Prince, <laughs> Master Lock Darvin Ham. Uh, I've seen a lot of those. Master Lock the Pelicans announcers. Oh, you listen to the, the, the Pelicans announcers? Um, Master Lock the Pelicans first half. You see that one there? So if it's me. Um, I, I think my master lock for this one, very simple. It's injuries. It's injuries. And I know yeah. we can do that one a lot, but this was another game where you could just, even though it was a great win, it was a fun win, all that, you could see that how incomplete this team was. Like Cam Reddish, we're probably going to see post-All-Star break. Gabe Vincent, does he even come back? I don't know. Jared Vanderbilt, does he come back? I don't know. Now Max Christie is hurt. Like there were times where Brandon Ingram got going, got a good look, and it was just obvious that, oh my gosh, the Lakers don't have anybody to defend him, right? Like it was even more obvious last night with with Jamal Murray. Like, hey, your top the four options or whatever to defend him are all hurt at the same time. So even though this was a good night. I'm still I'm master locking the injury bug because this has been brutal this season with injuries one after another after another. All right. Who wants to uh who wants to hear some more Spencer Dinwiddie news? This is from our editor extraordinaire, Daniel Starkin, Ooh. who's at the arena. Okay. D'Angelo Russell says he's a fan, in air quotes, of his former teammate Spencer Dinwiddie, and added that y'all will get to know him soon. Very very did did D'Lo just break the news? Did D'Lo just break the trade? Is uh... that what just happened? Did did D'Lo just become a newsbreaker? I mean, D'Lo played with him, played with him in Brooklyn. If anyone would know, is D'Lo? If Spencer Dinwiddie now signs with the Lakers. Do I need to put D'Lo into my newsbreaker 
category over on X? Do I need to do that? Uh, D, somebody said Delo's tampering. He, he can't. You can't tamper with a player that's not on a team. It's not tampering. Yeah. Wow. All right. Hey, I hope he's right. I hope that's great news. A Delo. Yeah. There we go. Bomba mentality's got it. Delo bomb. Maybe D'Angelo Russell's breaking news here. Delo has a has a career post basketball. He's a podcaster. He's a newsbreaker. There we go. I. I hope he's right. I hope he's right. I got to admit, Sean, that, that's got me a little bit excited because to me, I'm thinking Dilo wouldn't just say that unless he knew he something. He wouldn't just say that. He wouldn't just say that. And he would know. Right? Like, he he would know. Hmm. Yeah. Now that's interesting. That's interesting. Can we get can we get this announced before we go off the air here? What like the next 10 minutes? That'd like be, the that'd next be, 10 minutes, yeah. That'd be let's, fun. Let's get, let's get this done. We we haven't uh we haven't really used the the breaking news. I guess I should have used it then. I should have used the breaking news. The breaking news drop? Yeah, I should have used we, it then. Yeah, we got to use it whenever we can. It's rare yeah. that we have news break while we're mid-show. Um, Robo James said this happened. Whoa, he's like a Terminator version of LeBron in his in his image here. Uh, this also happened last year after the trade deadline. What the Lakers went on a run, or they picked it up? Like they could. I'm guessing the premise here is the Lakers past trade deadline guys relax a bit more. They're not worried about the trade deadline, and so they start playing better. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's something to that? I think in general, like for when you're able to like be in a work environment where you're not worried or stressed about, you know, trades or like a fight. It's like the same in my opinion. Like if, if you're in a, in a regular job environment, like when you're working, when there's layoffs versus when there's not layoffs going on, right. There's like a different level of like, not like there's a different weight off your shoulder. I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Right. So I think like you're able mm -hmm. to, to play more freely Play with more confidence and not pray like there and not play like there's somebody looking like over your shoulder, making sure you're like on your P's and Q's or whatever. So I mean, I do think like I mean Dilo's kind of play like this for the past month now. Um, but I think in general, hopefully we hopefully we do see the the post deadline confidence boost, if you will. Yeah. Agreed. And that's and that's certainly needed for this Lakers team. Certainly needed. We uh, already have the uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I thought you were going to say I've got some news. Um, <laughs> I, I'm waiting for it right now. I'm on pins and needles right now, Sean. We need this news. Um, if they don't get, and I hope they do, but they don't get Spencer Dinwiddie. And Kyle, I think Kyle Lowry's going to Philly. I think that's the the most certain thing right now. But would you want Kyle Lowry if they don't get Dinwiddie? No. Okay. Gabe, hurry up and get healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We already have a uh, a Dinwiddie pun. When Dinwiddie hits a three, he'll be Dinwin Dinwiddie three? Dinwid three. Dinwid three. Dinwid three? Dinwid three. Dinwid three. Yeah. That, we can that, make that, it work. That's solid. We'll, we'll stumble through it a few times, but we'll get there. We'll get there. 
but uh yeah i'm i'm not i'm not that high on on lowry at this point lowry a few years ago absolutely lowry right now uh, i don't know yeah all right let's do a few more I, i'm i'm trying to hang in there until uh until we hopefully get some news here on, on delo um but uh Cameron said, great team win. We have, or on, on Dinwiddie, I mean, Delos, confirming Delos, Dinwiddie news. Uh, we have to be better defensively, though. Yeah, the defense was not good this game on either side. Yeah, I'm not going to overreact because AD was a foul trouble for the bulk of the bulk of the game, and you had no perimeter defense whatsoever. Uh, we've got, this one said LeBron with 14 assists, him being the facilitator, why Austin Reeves' D'Lo focus on scoring creates a different dynamic. Uh, we won the title with LeBron as the de facto point guard. LeBron can pick his spots uh, on offense without burning out. I think that's dependent on our D'Lo and Austin hitting shots. If they're not, then LeBron says, goes Thanos mode and says, fine, I'll do it myself. Otherwise, if they're hitting shots, LeBron is more than happy to pass the ball. But if they're not hitting, that's where LeBron tries to get himself going. I mean, LeBron's proven this before. Like, with, with, with these guys, I mean, for crying out loud, we've seen LeBron at the end of playoff games say, Austin, you're hot, or Austin, you're going here. Go win the game, right? Instead of being, I don't even want to use the word selfish, by being the, the, the ultra-aggressive guy, he said, hey, Austin, you're playing well. I'll be more of a playmaker and facilitator. Go hoop, go win the game, go score a bunch of points, right? And um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really think it's a. I, I think it just depends on the on the game, to, just like you said. All right, last we're, what we're gonna do here because uh, at some point we have to sleep. Uh, trade Sean Davis said. <laughs> <that's the guy's laughs> <name. What? laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That, that's his name. They, they want he wants you trade. I don't know what what they're getting. Probably like a, a twenty fifty second round pick. <laughs> Said, how many players can the Lakers get on the buyout market? They can get at least one. We know that they have one open roster spot. Could they waive a player in order to sign a second player off the off the buyout market? They could, but I don't. They they have Max Lewis under contract for four years. I don't think they're going to waive him. They have JHS under contract. You're not waving him right now. And then outside of those guys, you'd be talking about Cam Reddish, Christian Wood, Jackson Hayes, and all those guys have player options for next year. So you'd be locking in those. I don't think it would make a lot of sense to waive somebody. I think they get one player on the buyout market. Yeah, and I think it would be Spencer Dinwiddie. That they would add? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, if I did not get to your chat question, uh, I will get to it. I'll do a show tomorrow. I've got a few chat questions to do um, from a, a couple previous shows as well. Had a great time today with our, our channel members. We did a, a channel members only live show. That was a lot of fun. Uh, if you're not a channel member, check out that join button. You can see the different perks that we offer for channel members. So you can go check that out. Uh, but hopefully... Hopefully we get some positive news on Spencer Dinwiddie. Hopefully we get it soon. But uh, D'Angelo Russell leaving us all, all excited about what could be coming. We'll see. We'll see. But again, thank you guys for joining the show. If you're not a subscriber yet on the YouTube channel, please make sure you do subscribe. Turn on those notifications. Sean, uh, been a fun night. 
Thanks so much for jumping on here with me. Obviously, no, I should have mentioned off the top, no post-post game show tonight because uh, Sean's hanging out here for for this one. And uh, it's been a very long week, hasn't it? Yes. Um, I am nervous because as soon as we hit end stream, this news is going to drop. I try. Yeah. Okay. Let, <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> think it's gonna well, as soon as we stop. That's when. That's when the news is gonna break. I just. I refuse to believe that Dilo just says this, and nothing's gonna come of it. Oh, I. I know. I'm worried too. I'm worried too. <laughs> I'm gonna be so mad. All right, but anyway, thanks for having me on, Trevor. This is a, a blast as always. Happy to uh, happy to to, to break down a, a victory. Now, always a good time when the Lakers can get a win. All right, everybody. Again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Welcome, Drew, new channel member. Till next time, everybody. See ya, and stay safe.